Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. years ago, I was outside the doors and people were leaving and I was shaking people's hands. And there was this guy that just sort of stood to the side and then he, you know, he, he made his way to me and he said, pastor, I need to talk to you. And he had a very aggressive tone. And so I was like, well, what can I do for you? He said, you know, I've heard you say that this church is all about giving people an opportunity for a better life. I said, yes, sir, that's right. He said, well, I want to tell you what. I'm glad to hear you say that because if you really mean it, I'm going to see it. I said, okay. He said, well, I've got something that I've got something in my hand. He pulls out a bottle in my hand that if you'll get everybody in your congregation, if you'll get them to drink this stuff, then it'll make them, it'll cure diabetes, it'll cure cancer, it'll help them lose weight, it will make their life better, and the, it will be their opportunity for a better life. And you get everybody in your congregation to buy a bottle of this from me and get their family to buy a bottle of this from me, and then it'll just make everybody better. Snake oil. <laughs> Sound like a Western, you know, how they bring the wagon. Yeah, so, so I'm looking at the guy. And he's not in good shape. <laughs> so, you know, this mouth overloads this a lot of times. So he's, he's sort of offended me because he's got in my face, you know, and, and I wasn't very Christian. I just preached God's word and I wasn't Christian. And I looked at him and said, sir, how long have you been? You've been taking this stuff. You've been drinking. You believe in this? Oh, yes, sir, I have. I've been doing it for a while. And I said, it's not working. (laughs) Okay, that's all you need to know about that story. (laughs) What I'm trying to tell you is that everybody is trying to sell you something that cannot help you. That's what, that's what the world has. Everything, they're trying to sell you and so trying to make you think, if you'll just do this, if you'll just take this, you'll just have, then your life will be better. No, 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 no. But there is something that I want to share with you today. I'm not trying to sell you. It is available to you, but you have to, you have to ask for it, and then you have to receive it. And, and what I want to tell you about is actually been proven. It's been proven medically that it will help you medically. I'm like, you will feel better if you ask for this and you receive this. What I'm going to tell you today has the potential to, to cure relational ills. Meaning can bring peace in, in your family and in your relationships like never before. What I'm going to tell you about today can resolve many anxieties that you have. And what I want to share with you today is forgiveness. Forgiveness. Do you know I've read before that, that many people in the hospital could go home today if they could just forgive somebody? 
because it has that kind of toxic toxicity into our system, into our minds, and it causes this problem. See, many times you're sick not because of what you've been eating, but because of what's eating you. Amen, everybody? And every one of us can understand this. We've all been there. And so today I want to talk to you about forgiveness because we ask you, this, is, this sermon is birthed from you. We ask you, we said, we're going to do a series called Every Family Goes Through It. And, and what, are, what are some things that you go through? And the number three thing that was on the list was, I need to forgive. I can't forgive. I need to know how to forgive. And so today, we're going to talk about that. Jesus, Jesus said a lot about it. He told a story one time about it. He said, you know, there was a king that, that, that a man owed the king some money. And so the man wouldn't pay the king. And so the king had him brought in and said, sir, you owe me like a million dollars. You've done nothing to pay me. You've done absolutely nothing to pay me. So I'm telling you today, I'm going to throw your hide in debtor's prison and you are going to pay me every dime. You're going to stay there and you're going to work this debt off. And the man fell on his knees and cried like a baby. Do whatever works, right? Rhonda's like, what do I do if I get pulled over by a cop? I said, you just cry. That's it. Ladies, it doesn't work for men, I can tell you that. <laughs> Dry them tears up, boy. <laughs> and so he drops down and cries. And the man, sure enough, his heart is moved. I mean, he's just, he just begins, the king's heart is moved. He says, okay, get up, get up, get up. He said, I'm, I, I can't stand this. He said, I want to tell you, what, I'm going to forgive your debt. Just get out of my face. Just get out of here. So the man walks out, he walks out the door, and as he walks out the door of the king's palace, he runs into somebody that owes him $10. He's just been forgiven of a million dollars, but the guy owes him $10, will not pay him. He grabs the guy, shakes him, and so he gets said, hey, you owe me $10, you low-life piece of trash. I want my money. And he says, I can't pay you. He says he has him thrown into prison for $10. And then the king hears about it. Here's what Jesus, what Jesus says. Look what he says. The king called in the man he had forgiven and said, you evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I've had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt back. That was debtor's prison. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brother and sister from your heart. Now, listen, Jesus is so serious about this because forgiveness, unforgiveness does not hurt the person that you're hurt at or the person who hurt you. Unforgiveness hurts you. And see, the only way that you can get free is that you've got to let it go. So I want to talk to you today about one word. Now listen, I'm asking you today that when you leave here that you don't remember anything but one word. That's it. I don't, nothing else. One word is all I want you to remember. One word. And that one word is this, that word forgiven. So I would like for you to say that one word that I'd like for you to walk away with. Uh, you can put it in your pocket if you want to, whatever you want to do. All right. That one word, let's say, you ready? Come on. Forgiven. Let's say it, everybody. Come on. What's that one word? Now, you've got to get a little more energy when you say it, all right? Because you guys are not forgiven. You ready? On this, one, two, three. Forgiven. 
There you go. One more, one more time. One, two, three. Yeah, I can't even get one, two, three out. All right. <laughs> Forgiven. That's our one word. So listen, if you, nothing else today that I say will trump that. Everything I'm going to say today is going to be to prop that one word up in your mind and in your heart that you can walk out of here today and you can shout out your one word. What is that one word? Forgiven. forgiven. That's right. One word. So today I want to talk to you about how to forgive so that we can shout the word forgiven. How do you forgive? That's the question. Because listen, I want to forgive, don't you? But it seems like I, I can't forgive. And so I need to know how to do it. So there's three things I want to share with you today that will help you. The first one is this. Number one, if you want to forgive is this, is ask for God's forgiveness. Ask for God's forgiveness. Ask for it. You don't automatically get God's forgiveness. You say, well, Jesus, uh, well, Jeff, you know, Jesus died on the cross for our sins, right? And he said, Father, forgive us. Yes, he did. But until you ask for it, you don't get it. Amen, everybody? Do you understand that? It has to be something that you ask for. Matter of fact, it says this in 1 John 1 and 9. He says this, if we confess our sins, that's a big if. If we confess our sins, he will forgive our sins because we can trust God to do what is right. He will cleanse us from all the wrongs we have done. He'll cleanse us. Now, what I'd like to do in just a moment is just show you a little example of what I'm talking about. It'll take me just a second to get this ready. Now, so I have this marker. Oh, I got to clean the board off here. Look at here. We're coming back to you later. You got to go now. I know you're admiring my nice artiste work. Let's say we got one sin that we all have committed, all right? There's one sin, and that sin is lying. Would you agree with that? Everybody in this room probably has. Everybody is told a lie, right? If you said no, you just lied. <laughs> so let's just write it down. All right. So we, let's say we all just, we've told a lie, and we need God to forgive us for that. So we do ask for God's forgiveness. God, please forgive me for lying. I'm sorry I lied to my parents. I'm sorry I lied to my boss. I'm sorry, God, I, I lied to everybody in the world on Facebook. I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> See, I just told you we've all lied. My family's great. Yeah. <laughs> so when we say, God, forgive me, what we, what we picture in our mind is that God does this, okay? He just sort of scribbles it out, okay? Now, you really can't really read that. If you didn't know what was under there, you wouldn't know. So it just sort of scribbled out, right? Now, because God forgive me, he scribbled out my sin. But the problem with that is, is that when he scribbled it out, is that it's, it's still a spot there. In other words, you can't read that I was lying. But what you can see is I still had a problem, right? There's a reminder right there that something was wrong. What I want you to know is this, is that God does not scribble out your sins. The Bible says that he cleanses our sins. Amen? He cleanses them. See, this is what you and I do. This is what you and I do. When someone does something against us, we say, okay, I forgive them, but still we hold it back here, right? We might not say, you liar, you, but inside we're like, I don't trust them. You know what I'm talking about? 
But God, but God, he, he says, I, he cleanses all of our sins. Look, he wipes them away to where they're never known anymore. And had you not been in the room with me and saw me write that word on the board, if you would have walked in right now and I would say, okay, what is God holding against me? You say, Jeff, there's nothing. There's nothing on the board. And that is exactly how God sees you and he sees me. When you say, cleanse me of my sins, God, forgive me. He wipes it away. He wipes it away, everybody. And so what I want you to know is that today, this is great news because many of you are still asking God's forgiveness over something that happened 15 years ago, 30 years ago, five years ago, five months ago, or five days ago. And you've already said, God, forgive me. And this is what he did. He forgave you. He doesn't remember. He didn't scribble it out. He cleansed it, everybody. Amen. Isn't that good news? Why is that good news? Because now when I go to God, I don't go embarrassed anymore. I already had my one moment with him where I said, I'm sorry. And, and I, God, I'm so sorry I did that. And, and I don't want to do it again, Lord. So forgive me. He cleansed me of that. And so when you go to prayer, God is not going, well, here they come. They got all these spots on their life already. And here they come again. Because that's the way we approach God many times. Would you agree with that? I mean, how many times have you went to pray and all of a sudden you remembered something bad that, had, that you had done previously, like, like, I mean, like a year ago or 10 years ago, it pops in your mind again, and all of a sudden you say, oh, God, I'm sorry for that, right? Let me tell you what God does when you do that. He goes, la, 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 la. Because he's forget, it's cleansed. He's like, oh, he, God deafens himself to your repeated, your repeated prayer over past things that you've already asked God to forgive you for. Because he's already cleansed it. He doesn't hear that anymore, everybody. And so stop praying about it and let it go. Amen? Look what Isaiah says. Look, he says this. I am he, talking about God, who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. And would you read what's underlined or read the rest of that with me? Let's read. You ready? Come on. Remembers your sins. No more. What does no more not cover? No more. Hey, God remembers your sins. No more. I got to tell you one more thing here. Is that, listen, just because you remember your sin does not mean that God remembers them. Because you can never forget them. The devil will make sure as long as you're living, because when everything starts doing good and you start feeling good about yourself, he'll remind you of your past. Amen? And so just because you remember them does not mean that God remembers them. One more thing before we pray is this. Watch this. Is that some people think that God, that the, that God is getting them back for their past sins. Some people think that it's just because, you know, something bad happening, that means that God's paying me back. Let me tell you something. God's not paying you back. I, I talked with a pastor a couple years ago. He said, Jeff, you know, he's pastoring a church and, and his church is declining. And he's like, you know, I think that God's paying me back for sins that I did. And he's talked about a long time ago. I think God's paying me back. I'm like, are you crazy? Have you repented of that sin? Do you believe the book that you preach out of, man? Are you crazy? You have bought a lie. And guess what? That lie becomes a self-defeating thing, right? Because all of a sudden he said, well, God's trying to pay me back, so my church is never going to grow. Again, let me tell you something. He still believes a lie, and he's just about out of the ministry now because he will not get over that. God does not punish you for past sins, everybody. Now, listen, let me tell you something. The world will punish you for your past sin. You rob a bank, you're going to jail. Amen. 
You're going to jail. You rob a bank, you're going to jail. That's right. You will do your time. You do the crime, you do the time, right? That's the way the world works. And you can say, God, forgive me. And Lord, I just ask you to forgive me. Yes, he does forgive you in the back of the patrol car. Amen. He'll forgive you when they close the doors behind you, when you're looking out the bars. Yeah, he forgave you, but you locked up. So don't, don't say, well, 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 God forgive me. So the, No, no, no. There's some things that if you do on this earth that you're going to pay the price for. Amen? And so just, just, okay, I hope you got that. This is what I need you to know, is that God wants to forgive you. And so right now in this room, the only way that you can ever be free and cleansed is that you ask Jesus Christ to come into your life and save you and forgive you. You will never, you cannot, the reason you need forgiveness is because you can never give what you do not have. If you have not received forgiveness, you cannot give forgiveness, everybody. An unforgiving, an unforgiven person can never give forgiveness. So right now, just let me pray this prayer. And I want you to pray it too. So would you just close your eyes? And those of you that do not know Jesus, right now, come in. Those that are watching online, come into the family. Heavenly Father, right now, we just ask you that you would come into our life and forgive us of our sins. God, cleanse me. Lord Jesus, be the Lord of my life. I need you to rule my life. And I ask you in, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, everybody. Can we give God a hand for those that just received Christ? We ask you to just, on this card, there's a card on the uh, spot on the back of this card. Those that are watching online as well, on your card digitally, you can check the box that I pray the prayer to become a Christ follower so we can pray for you. And please, everybody, everybody, please fill a card out and turn it in on the way out. Okay, so the second thing, I got to move on here. Now, how to forgive. Here we go. The second thing is open your heart fully. So we want to pray for God's forgiveness, and then we want to open our heart fully to God. Now, look what it says here, Colossians 3 and 13. Here we go. These first four words are very, very powerful words. He says, bear with each other. And forgive one another. If any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive as what, everybody? As the Lord forgave you. Now, what he's saying is this. He's saying, listen, raise the bar on what it takes to offend you and lower the bar on what it takes for you to forgive somebody. Did you hear that? Because we live in a culture right now that everything's offensive, isn't it? I mean, we're all walking on next year. You can't say nothing. You can't say ma'am. You can't say sir. You can't say boy. You can't say girl. I mean, everything offends somebody, right? Shoot, Ron and I was at a restaurant the other day. And this, this young lady, you know, I was, she had long hair. Let me tell you something. Ball-headed people notice people with hair. I just want to tell you that, all right? That's right. You got hair. I noticed your hair, right? That's why I say, oh, whoa, yeah, I just noticed that. So she had long hair. And I thought, wow, that is nice hair. And I said, ma'am, you got some nice hair. She said, it ain't mine. <laughs> well, I should have left it right there. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have said anything. I should have just left it right there. But oh, no, oh, no. Uh-uh. I said, well. Whose is it? <laughs> and she said, some horses. <laughs> and I said, bam. 
And we just sort of smiled. But my wife, who was with me, when I got into the car, she said, Jeff, don't you ever, don't you, don't you, don't you do that, Jeff. Don't you, you don't say things that can dress. I said, what? She had long hair. I have no hair. I want to know how she got the hair. Live with me a while, my goodness. So you want to raise the bar when it takes to offend you, everybody. Do not walk around with a chip on your shoulder because somebody will be glad to knock it off. Lower the bar on forgiveness. I'm going to forgive you, I'm going to forgive you. Because what's our word, everybody? What's our one word? Forgive. What's our one word? Forgive. Forgiven, that's right. Because we've asked Christ to forgive me, so I'm forgiven. Now, I'm not an artist, so lower the expectation, Okay. So I'm going to try to draw this heart here. Hey, there we go. It's a little crooked, but hey, it's all right. A miracle just happened. I want to show you that we want to love everybody with our whole heart. Ron and I uh, attended a wedding yesterday, and that little young couple said, Oh, I do. I love you. I love you. The other one said, I love you. I love you. I think what they meant is that they love each other with all their heart, which they have no clue yet, but they do. They, they thought that, you know, because <laughs> they're about to move in together. And the... anyways, but anyways, I love you. I love you. You know, so they were like, I love you with all my heart. They were declaring that. And I do believe they meant it. But I tell you that you tell people you love, you know, your children, you love them with all your heart. You want God, we says, love us with all of our heart. But the problem is this. Is the problem is this, is like when we have unforgiveness in here, all of a sudden, we can't love with all our heart because unforgiveness takes up space in your heart. And so you can, the people that you want to love with all your heart, you can't, you're cheating them. Because if 20% of your heart is consumed with unforgiveness, then you can only love with 80% of your heart. You cannot give anybody in your life 100% of your heart. You can't love them with all your heart. You can't say, God, I love you with all my heart because you're lying. Because there's 20% that you still is, is unforgiveness and it takes up space. And so what I want to share with you is this, is that until you get rid of this, you can't be the real you. You cannot be. That's why when, when you forgive somebody, when you release them, it opens up your life to a whole nother avenue. Why? Because your heart's been consumed with this. And let me just tell you something. You know who pays for this? Is the people that you want to love 100%. Because all of a sudden, that's going to come out on somebody. And listen, they, that person, you haven't seen them because you're mad at them. You can't talk to them. You don't want to be around them. You don't like them, so you avoid them. And they may even be dead already, but they're still living right here. And guess who pays the price for that? It's the people that you love the most because that comes out on them. And they didn't do anything, everybody. And they deserve your whole heart. Amen? And so we have to because our one word, what is our one word? What's our one word? It's forgiven. Is that we have to forgive. And when we forgive, all of a sudden it wipes that away and we're able to be 100% of who we want to be and we're able to love 100%. The reason that I'm always telling you to serve and the reason I'm always talking about growth track 
is because what helps heal that more than anything else is that when you begin to use your life to help other people, see, it's helping brings healing. When you start helping other people, all of a sudden God starts opening up your heart and you begin to look more and more. And all of a sudden, that wound that you've said, I, for, I need forgiveness, forgive, forgive me, God. And you, you've forgiven them. And all of a sudden, it just makes that wound better. And that's why we always say, helping is healing and healing people help. Amen? And so that's why, like yesterday, there's 180 people out here. It was healing. We, we, yeah, we were helping other people, but it was, it, we, we were healing ourselves. And so I want to challenge you to go to Grow Track so that you can learn to heal by helping people. I'm telling you, it's something that's magical that happens. I want to encourage you to do that. Okay. What's our one word, everybody? Forgiven. Forgiven. All right. I want to tell you one more thing, and we're going to get out of here. Number three is let it go. Now, when I say tell you one more thing, okay, that means i got five more minutes to talk, all right? <laughs> that's too true, isn't it? Let it go. Look what Jesus says here. Matthew 18 and 21, then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? Now, that sounds pretty good. Seven times in one day, right? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times what, everybody? 490 times a day. And Pete's going, God only got 10 fingers, you know what I'm saying? I can't keep up with all that. And Jesus is saying that's exactly the point. Because when we say seven times, we'll walk around with our little list, right? We'll go, okay, that's one. Oh, that's two. Oh, that's three. That's four. That's five. That's six. Come on, give me one more, and I'm getting rid of you. Right? And we walk around like, come on, give me one more. Oh, there it is. You're out of my life. Get out of here. See what I'm talking about? And when you walk around with a scorecard like that, it changes everything. And so Jesus said, you don't walk around with a scorecard. You don't keep score. So here's what you need to know. Only God can forgive and forget. Do you hear that, everybody? He's the only one that can cleanse his mind of that. You can. So here's what I want you to know is that forgiving is not forgetting if you could forget, you would not need to forgive. See, that's it. You think, you think because you still remember it that you haven't forgiven it. That's not true. See, forgiveness is letting go of the desire to want to get even. And I know some of you sitting in this room, you're like, well, Pastor, I, I don't want to hurt anybody. No, you don't want to hurt them. But when their little kid plays that tries out for soccer, you don't want them to make the team. Woo! You, you know what? You don't, you don't want them to be able to ride around with that little honor roll sticker on their car anymore. You want them to fail. Secretly, you wouldn't say that. You don't want them to be able to brag about anything else on social media. You, you want bad things to come their way. And so, you, you under, oh, listen, come on, put your little halos on. You see, you're going, not me. I can see you're going, not me, not me. Yes, you. We all, we, when we have unforgiveness in our heart, we don't want good to come anybody else's way. And what I'm trying to tell you is you've got to let go of that. 
You don't, you don't have to invite them to your house. You don't have to be friends with them anymore. Matter of fact, you don't even have to like them anymore. But what you're doing is you're letting go of the desire to see bad come their way. You quit wishing bad on them. And you just begin, you know, when that begins, to, when that, their name comes to your mind, you have your one word that you're loaded up with that will help you move on. And you know what your one word is? What is that one word, everybody? That's right, forgiven. They go in their mind, in your mind. They got a new name. Their name is not hey. Their name is not uh, uh, whoever. You know, Tom is not Tom. It's, it's forgiven, right? It's not Susie. It's forgiven, right? It's not Candace. It's forgiven. That's what their name is, forgiven. And every time that name comes up, you shout forgiven. Amen. Amen. Now, I call that changing the channel. Because I don't know about you, because I can be riding down the road, enjoying my own business, having a little worship music. Oh, God is so good. Yes, it's good. And then all of a sudden, it popped in my mind what somebody had done to me. Has that ever happened to you? Out of the blue. I mean, just come right in my mind. Then all of a sudden, I start getting like mad again. Like, oh, boy, let me tell you. I keep waiting. Lord, you get them back. You don't think like that. I'm glad you don't think like that. But it happens to me sometimes. And so, and so I don't get consumed with that. I have to change the channel. And this is how I change the channel. It's first of all, I call them by their new name. What's that one word, everybody? Forgiven. What's that one word? Forgiven. forgiven. That's right. I go forgiven. And you know what I mean? I say, they're forgiven and I'm forgiven. So what I do, instead of thinking about what they've done to me, I have to think about well, how much God has done for me, everybody. Amen? And so when I say forgiven, that means that, God, you have been so good to me. When that, when that thought comes in about what they've done to me, to, in order to change the channel, I say, God, thank you that you've saved me, oh God. Thank you that you give me a good life, oh God. Thank you that you blessed me with a good job. God, thank you that i got a car to drive. God, thank you i got a house to live in. You have been so good you have saved me oh god you washed my sins away and i stand forgiven oh god so today i declare that i forgive them it's forgiven it's forgiven it's forgiven everybody amen <laughs> forgiven living forgiven is the way to live amen. forgiven it's forgiven it's forgiven i want to share something with you in Luke's Gospel 23, we see this, that Jesus says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Understand this. The cross represented people's worst. Remember, they had just spit on him. They, they, had, they had grabbed him by his beard and pulled it out. And they, they had shoved him down. They had beaten his back. They put a crown of thorns on him. They nailed him to the cross. It's the worst of people. When you ever felt like someone's crucifying you, because that's exactly what they had done to him. And at that moment of pain, at that moment of emotional pain, of physical pain, at that moment of psychological pain, he looks out from the cross and he says, Father, forgive them in the middle of their pain, if his pain. So he tells us that it's not just feeling good about anybody that you choose to forgive. It's in the middle of your pain. After World War II, after Hitler's regime, there was, a, there was property lines that was drawn up, especially in Europe. And in Germany, there was a wall that was placed to divide Germany. We, many of us know it as the Berlin Wall. It looks like this, you can see that picture is the Berlin Wall was there. And what it was, it was to divide people because 
On the eastern side, it was communism rule. And on the, on the western side, it, it was western. It was westernized. Like it was free. People were free like we are. They were free. And so the people on the eastern side, on the communist side, let me tell you, communism doesn't work, everybody. And then people were starving and, 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 and they, were, they were, the wall was there to keep the people in because they would leave. And there was guards on the wall. And, and if you tried to attempt to escape and, go, and cross the wall, they would shoot you. You would die. They did everything in their power to protect the wall, to keep the people on the, on the east side in. While the people on the west side were free. They were divided from their families because some people lived on the west and some lived in the east and they couldn't see each other because of the wall. In 1987, President Ronald Reagan went there to that wall and he declared to the Russian leader, Gorbachev. Remember, he said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And then in 1989, the movement of anti-communism began to sweep across East Germany and the world. And the people rose up and they said, no longer will we let this wall divide us. No longer will we do it. And they began to tear down the wall themselves. Look at this picture. You can see that they have sledgehammers and they're just trying to tear it down. And the gates were opened. And all of a sudden, for the first time in years, family members got to unite because they tore down the wall. Friends that hadn't seen each other in years got to unite because they tore down the wall. What I'm trying to tell you today is this. Until you tear down the wall, you're going to be held prisoner. And there's so much more on the other side. If the East Germany's people knew there was more on this side, that's why they wanted to get over. I want to tell you today, you that, you that are in captivity today because there's been a wall built by unforgiveness. If there's so much more on the other side. And today, you've got to tear down the wall. Tear down the wall. Tear down the wall. The Holy Spirit screaming your name right now. Tear down the wall. Tear down the wall. Tear down the wall. Tear it down. That you can walk with that one word. What's that one word, everybody? Forgiven. Would you stand with me? I'm going to ask our worship team to come just in a moment. And they're going to begin to sing a song. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to tear down the wall. See, the thing about this wall, you don't have to tell anybody about it. But every one of us in this room know that there's been a wall. And today's the day that you're going to choose to live forgiven. You're going to walk out of here with your one word. But in order to do that, in order to walk out with your one word, you have to walk forward. You have to walk forward to the altar to lay it down. And today, that's what I'm going to challenge you to do. They begin to sing this song. says, oh, come to the altar. The Father's going to meet you here. Let me tell you something. It's going to take courage. As it took the courage of those young men to grab that sledgehammer and start hitting that wall, fearing for their life. Some of you are going to be so afraid because your mind's going to start thinking, well, what is somebody going to think? They're not thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. Today, I challenge you. Step out of your seat. Release that parent. 
Release that brother or sister. Release that friend. Release that ex-husband or ex-wife. Release that employer. Release that government official. Today is the day you tear down the wall. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.